There's going to be a rusty episode back. I'm sure it will yeah. be. All right. We are back with another episode of the Outside the Lines podcast. I am your co-host, Mason, as well as Jacob Newton here, as always. And today we have a lot to get to you. You know, we have what weeks one through three where we we're kind of kicking ass. And then all of a sudden we went on a four game losing streak, which it looked really bad on us because we had not been able to record the past four weeks. I promise it's been due to scheduling conflicts, not just because we're chums who don't want to talk about Iowa state losing. Um, but we are going to talk about some of those losses and of course, preview the Oklahoma Sooners in a little bit more for you as well. But as always, we are brought to you by BNC Fieldhouse. Head on over to BNC Fieldhouse for the best drink deals on Welch Avenue, as well as the best place to watch the big game. If you're not heading to Jack Tri Stadium this Saturday, then get your ass to BNC. It will be the best environment for a nice little spooky Halloween weekend. Um, as well, they have $1 mugs for a zombie bar crawl. You hear that? That's pretty wild. $1 mugs for a zombie bar crawl, as well as Wing Wednesday. This is every single Wednesday moving forward. They have karaoke with 50-cent wings, $5 liquor, and beer pitchers. Um, you've heard Newt and I talk about this quite a bit. You don't get that anywhere else. So head on over, support our boy Ben. He's been doing a lot for our podcast. And without further ado, we will get into a little bit of a breakdown on weeks what is it four through six four through eight is that right now seven seven four through seven seven. i don't know math is pretty hard right now um so okay first let's start this off on a positive note semo done iowa killed them ohio who who's ohio dude weeks one through three i i think we all kind of knew that was a little bit of fool's gold to be completely honest because iowa's offense is just that booty but um I don't know. It felt pretty good at first. I did not think that we would go on a straight up four game losing streak. And, but here we are. Oh no. Take it away. Noob. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was fool's gold of, or more so of like, we kind of know what some of our team is and a little bit of our big question mark of our team is um, we have to see if it's going to come around and it hasn't come around, you know, offenses has, has for the most part kind of struggled um, during big 12 play, you know, it's also rough because we thought that this first half of the big 12 play was going to be some of our, our easier part of the schedule, you know, Kansas, Kansas state, maybe um, things like that, that it's now like, but also Oklahoma looks terrible. They're, (laughs) they're down in the basement with us too. So um, this part of the schedule that we may have thought was going to be a little bit harder. Um, and the end of the schedule, like TCU being ranked seventh right now, <laughs> um, is, is kind of wonky, but this is why, you know, f- we play college football or we watch it. It's great. There's a lot of parody. Um, it's fun. Parody. But yeah. I mean, as an, as an Iowa state fan, it's, it's been rough. It, it's been, it's been frustrating. It's been tough to watch. This team's been competitive. Um, they've been in every game that they've played. You know, there we've had 14 points that we've lost over these four games to three ranked teams. Um, yep. And it's just it's been frustrating because I think there's been elements to it that a lot of fans we've maybe seen over the years or we've, you know, kind of seen these repetitive, you know, patterns with with how the team's playing. And that's that's really hard as a fan base when, you you know, like 
the team is like good enough, but not quite making adjustments or you're not maybe seeing like improvements. Exactly. It's kind of like, you know, why do you keep making the same mistakes over and over type deal? Do you know what the definition of insanity is new? It was doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different outcome. Mm, I don't know. Just we're going to be insane for being Iowa state fans the rest of our life, because we're always going to come in with optimism, hope and whatever. And you know, it's, if I would say everyone's going to have it any other way though. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, you know, I've never been on the record saying, I hope my kids don't go to Iowa state because I don't want them to deal with this torturous, uh, sports, uh, fandom. <laughs> nah, no, you know no, what? It, it's kind of like, yeah. And it, it's, it's like, would you live a boringly safe Nerf gun life, but live to 115 years old? Or would you rather live a little, you know what I mean? And maybe cut your life short around the nineties. I think, well, actually, you know what? I think a lot of people would maybe choose option a right there, but not me, you know, I'll be damned if I live to a hundred years old, even though that's kind of my goal. I told Taylor that I will, but, um, you, you to know, live to a hundred years old. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's this, um, that's a wild goal. goal I may I want to live to I'm like 65. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I mean, you and I both played football through high school um, in the age that was right before where it got hyper safe. And, and, and football still isn't safe by any means, but it's just as safe as it's ever been. Um, dude, I was talking with some, this is totally off topic. I was talking with people the other day about the stupid drills that we would run in middle school practice, where it would basically be like, you're just sitting there like a tackling dummy literally expecting someone to come up the a gap and just nail you so they could practice form tackling. That was literally my experience playing football growing up. It was like that, that was an actual drill. Just nail them as hard as you can a- anyway. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure, um, you know, some of my years of football, we also had two cells. days, like full practices in the middle of the, yeah, heat, in in the summers and shit yep. in pads. That's not even allowed in the NFL anymore. Like, and that was leg- back in the day where they legit- didn't give you drink yeah. breaks too. Like they'd be like, Oh, no water for you. And we're just like, Oh well, shit. I guess I can't have water. Yeah. Yeah. Kids these days are soft. <laughs> They're so soft. <laughs> oh, old, man. old men yelling at cloud. <laughs> we literally are at 27 and 28 years old. Hitting. I'm not 28. Don't give me life. that shit yet. I'm not that old. I'm 27. 28. March 10. You know, come on. Okay. Well, I thought I was turning 28 this year, like for six months leading up to my birthday, I thought I was turning 28 until Taylor's like, you know, you're turning 27, right? I was like, Oh shit. Really? She's like, yeah, I thought you've just been making that a joke for like the past couple months. <laughs> a like, bit. No, I actually, yeah, I thought I was turning 28, but I'll be damned. I saved a year of my life. Uh, you just wanted to be a year closer to 100. <laughs> Wait, did my audio just turn shitty? Yeah. Again? Your audio shit. <laughs> Why does this always happen? Okay, give me give me a second. Adjust the mic. Us. There you go. Bear with us. Now, now you sound a little better. Okay. All right. How about now? Yeah. All right. Sorry, listeners. Um, and also sorry for getting so off track there. I literally don't even know what we were talking about. What were we, what were we talking about? Uh, insanity. It's- <laughs> <laughs> That, watching Iowa State's offense, expecting them to score points, and it doesn't happen. Or watching yeah. them not run the read option on first down from shotgun every fucking drive. Or not watching shallow crosses that don't go yeah. past mm-hmm. the third down sticks. I was just about to say, drive. third and eight running of shallow crossers that won't even go five yards. Oh, my gosh. Um, I will say, to be fair, 
I think Tom Manning's play calling was a smidge better against Texas, but like, it's kind of like, what's the improvement there? Just because you improve from horrible to like, not as bad doesn't mean you're good. And that's kind of like, you know, you know, some people were saying, Oh, you guys are ripping on Tom Manning. Well, first of all, I think it's, we say this a lot. It's different when you rip on a coach versus a player. We try not to rip on players. Um, but I mean, he's paid to do this. And also he continues to run the exact same place. Um, you know, I figured out Hunter Deckers because I've been on a little bit of a, of a different scale than most of Cyclone Nation. A lot of people are saying Hunter Deckers needs to use his legs to run and be more effective to open up the passing game more. First, before I dive into it, what do you think? I think using design like rollouts and things like that would be helpful for Deckers. I also think that we're trying to box him in into a Brock Purdy mold and he has a completely different, um, you know, like preference of, uh, you know, like, uh, what was it? I'm trying to think of the Kansas game. I mean, it's a great example of it though. We took one deep shot the entire game to Dimitri Stanley and it ended up in like a 53 yard completion, brought it right down to the goal line, scored a touchdown after that. Then we didn't do anything like that again the rest of the game. It's like this yeah. is where this is Decker's bread and butter is is vertical, you know, like all this kind of shit. And they're acting, they're asking him to like throw these shallow crosses with a lot of touch and, and all this kind of stuff. And it's like they're trying to. It feels like some, you know, somewhat they're trying to fit Hunter Decker's into the Brock Purdy mold. And they're two totally different players, you know, like Purdy. It's, it's also just the way they evade the pocket. You know, like I think Deckers, you know, he, he doesn't have as good as pocket awareness right now. That's due to inexperience, whatever, you know, he, this is his first full season as a starter. It's expected that he's not going to have Brock Purdy par, par, pocket awareness, but he's still a good athlete and mobile. So it's like, okay, let's do design rollouts to get him moving with his feet. You know, that we maybe don't have to do with Brock because Brock could kind of adjust in the pocket and do that himself. And, and Brock didn't have like the craziest arm talent. And I think Deckers has some pretty good arm talent that it's like, why are we not leaning into this stuff a little bit? And I think that's the thing that's frustrating is that like, it's too conservative. It, it, it like, you don't, you know, like I think one of my favorite sayings in all sports is when you play not to lose, that's when you lose. <laughs> when you, it's yeah, the same thousand thing. percent. If, thousand if you percent. have a lead and you're playing not to lose the lead, you're going to lose because you're not playing what got you that lead you're playing to just hold on to it. And it seems like that is what this like team or offensive play calling is. It's almost playing not to lose. It's, it's not taking shots. It's not being aggressive. It's, it's not keeping the defense like on its toes and it gets, it's very predictable. Like we just watch Iowa state as fans. We're not scouting. Like we're we're not on, we're dumb. We're, we're, we're dumb. We're dumb. We're all of our takes are just from us watching this, you know, and maybe going back and looking at other shows. We don't watch practice. Yeah, no, no. But, but it's also like the teams that are scouting for Iowa state. It's like, it would be so easy to game plan for this offense because like we watch it. And I honestly could tell you about a good chunk of the time on the offense, kind of what they're going to run play wise, just based on how they line up, who's out there. And, and like what they're going to do. And it's like, I'm not, I'm not a defensive scout for someone going against Iowa state. And I have a good idea of what's going on. Like 
how easy could it then be if that's your job? That's your full-time job is they're just like, hey, you got to, you're, you're scouting Iowa State this week. That person's like, got to just be like, oh yeah, this is fucking easy. Like, and that's how you score 11 points against Kansas. One of the worst defenses, nine against Kansas State. Yes. Ugh. Like, you know, uh, dude, I was like, just about to say, Kansas's defense is so bad. Like, I don't care if Kansas is decent this year, whatever. That's not to say their defense is even good. I'm not even going to say they're like halfway decent. Kansas's defense is bad. The reason why Kansas has been winning games is because they've been getting in shootouts and their offense is actually very solid and they'll win that way. Um, We've put up the second fewest points against Kansas's defense this year, only behind Tennessee Tech. Hell yeah. 10. The juggernauts over in Tennessee. They're the real Tennessee team, you know. Everyone else has hung almost at least 30 points on them. And yeah. we can only put muster 11. It didn't West Virginia. I mean, West Virginia, whatever. West Virginia put up 42 on them. It, exactly. In, in West Virginia, 30, Duke great. 27, TCU 38, Oklahoma 52. Baylor There's no 35. excuse for that. No. And that was one of my points. So you already kind of covered it, but um, here Deckers needs a very specific style of running And hear me out here because when I initially say this, some of you NFL Nimrods are going to take this as a slight, when in reality, to me, it's a big compliment. Run like Daniel Jones, like he is in 2022. And here's why some of you guys might think it's a slight, because you guys have seen that classic highlight of him tumbling over himself, which is just hilarious. I didn't need to say that. but I'm That was to. also on like a 65-yard run. So it was. It's so impressive that he, he in, got a 65-yard run. So What does Daniel do well, though? He runs in a straight line fast, okay? He doesn't need to juke because he's not much of a juker. He's not very nimble. He can run fast in a straight line, though, okay? Now, with Dable, what he does is Dable says, hey, if you can get five yards, just run straight and do that. If, if someone's giving you an opening, if the Red Sea's parting in front of you, then just take it, okay? That is the running that Deckers needs to do. Whereas in the past, you've seen um, – oh, wow, I'm all <laughs> – Aaron – not Aaron Judge. Who, who was their previous coach for the Giants? Um, Joe Judge. Joe Judge, thank you. Um, with Joe Judge, like, they didn't know how to run him. Basically, he would either just have to improv on his own or he always tried to just – you know, be a thrower of the football in 2020, he had like 423 rush yards, 2021, he had 298 rush yards in 2022. He is third overall, even in front of Jalen hurts with a total of, let's see, he has already like, he has like two thirds, the attempt that he had last year. And he already has, um, 343 yards, not even halfway through the season. And it's because the way he's coaching him is he says, if you have an opening, just take it. Okay. I don't care if there's anyone down the field, like just take it. And that's how you need to run the ball with Deckers. I'm so sick and tired though, of everyone saying you have to design him to run. No, you actually don't. You don't, you just have to coach him to know when to take the run and when to, you know, either throw the ball away or obviously if you got someone open then sling it. But I mean, so often like, you can see that the play kind of takes a while to develop and you can see that he'll have a path in front of him about five yards and there, he doesn't have to evade anyone. He doesn't have to make a move. He just has to run straight and he's a fast guy. So just run straight. But I think what we've come to learn with him is he and Purdy are the exact opposite styles of runners. Purdy wasn't the fastest guy, but he was nimble. He can make you miss. He was evasive. Now he's a lot more like Daniel Jones, not as evasive, but he can run and he's fast. And so just let him get yards when he can. Um, and we're just not coaching him that way. 
And it's, it's frustrating to watch because you can see the capability in his run game, but I don't think like it's a particular style of run game and don't take that as a slight Daniel Jones is fast. Like he is technically a running quarterback in a weird way. And I think you just have to use him in a particular fashion, but the way we're using him right now is not even close to how he should be used. All right. Rant over. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, we can both kind of agree right now that like, you know, we're not out on a hundred acres or anything like that. I think we're kind of out a little bit or frustrated um, with how he's been implemented and the way the offense has been kind of designed. And it doesn't seem like yeah. they've adapted to some of his strengths. And, and like, that's, that's the thing that as, you know, especially as a college coach, you know, you know, it's a, it's a big thing in the NFL, but a lot of times is like, you have to, uh, adapt your system to your players. And and these are people that Matt Campbell and co have chose to go out and recruited. Like they don't have anyone from, there's not one person on this team. I believe that is from coach Rhodes players though. Everyone's gone. Everyone is a Campbell person. So yeah. like, you know, these are people that he has chosen. He has scouted. They have looked into, they've wanted their coaches have wanted or whatever. And they think that they would be able to fit their offense with it. And right now it's just, it's not working. And it's, it's kind of frustrating because it's like, you, you have to, you also have to put Hunter Deckers in a position to succeed, you know, like you're not giving him as great of a chance to do well on the field because of how you're game planning or what you're maybe emphasizing or what you're restricting him, you know, and it, it could, you know, it could very well be a hundred acres thing. We have no idea, you know, but like we said, we're never yeah. going to try and bash the kids on this or, or you no. know, anyone who's playing for the team because the coaches should be able to be like, Hey, you need to take that deep shot. You know, like if they're, if they're telling him to take the deep shots and he's afraid of that, which I don't, I don't think is the case at all. I think Definitely he loves not. fucking slinging it and showing <laughs> yeah. off the arm. So like, I, I, I think it's silly to say that, but um, you know, then I, I could understand it, but it just, it really seems like this, you know, this offense and team has been figured out. Um, teams know what's to expect from it. And it's also just really struggled to do anything besides throw the ball to X and, and hope good things come with it. Yeah. And it's, it's just been, it's been really frustrating to watch as a fan. And, and like we said, you know, like I'd much rather lose a game knowing that we like actually gun and tried to make opportunities you know like even watching the k-state game i was at the game um in in the atmosphere and stuff i don't think like we we only kicked three field goals the entire game all of them were near the red zone i don't honestly remember if we threw the ball in the actual end zone the entire game like we got close enough but we never like ran a route or designed a play to even like throw the ball to the end. So I could be wrong. Could have been one that I might've missed or something, but it's like, even that, even if it was just one, it's like, okay, but like, why aren't we trying to like be aggressive? And like, it's like, it requires so much of your players too to consistently be like, we're going to beat these people by picking up five to seven yards every time, because for a five to seven yard play to like work consistently, 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 you have to have great blocking in all elements, like at, at all times, like, and at some point someone's going to fuck up or there's going to be a penalty or something's going to happen. A pass is going to be off. The receiver is going to run the wrong route that it's like, then when you're don't have that perfection with it, it's just like, 
it, we've seen it. It's so hard for them to score. And like, you know, they're not taking chances, like be aggressive. I, I would much rather them chuck the ball down the field and get an interception because they tried to go for a score. Then you know third. what that does too? That spreads the defense out. Even if you throw yeah. a pick, they're like, okay, we threw a pick, but now we're showing them that we're not afraid to go deep. So what's that, what's that going to do now? It's going to open up the middle of the field a little bit more because they're going to be forced to cover the back end. Cause now they're going to know, all right, well, they're not afraid to throw it deep. So you got to take those chances. And it's kind of like the, the Aaron Rodgers thing, as much as I like him, um, you know, sometimes he's too afraid to throw a pick to the point where it can hurt his offense because, you know, I think that's a little bit more of a mental thing, but it doesn't spread out the defense as much as you want it to. Sometimes you have to take those chances and sometimes you just got to throw a pick. I mean, Peyton Manning was throwing a bunch of picks, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, like these are QBs that have, done this but what does it do it shows a threat to the defense and now you have to cover all aspects of the field yeah you know scared money don't make money you know like um you have to you have to put some risk in order to get some reward you know like unless you were just like thoroughly better than them at every single ass like facet of the game you can't really be that conservative and expect to win like unless you are just like perfect and that's what this team isn't either. <laughs> They're young. So it's like, take the risk, take the shots, stretch the teams out, keep them on their toes. But like the last thing you can do is like, it feels like this team is like, and this offense is afraid to make mistakes. They're afraid to be aggressive. They're afraid to like fuck up a little bit, but it's like, Either way, they're still putting the defense in a terrible position because half the time it results in a three and out and then the defense is back on the fucking field again, tired of shit. Like this, this defense is being wasted. This is a great defense. Like it's been so impressive what Heacock has done with this team, this defense. And it feels like every single game we are asking so much of them to win games. And like they're put in such like tough spots consistently and for the most part they step up for the most part they do a great fucking job but it's like they're also at like on the field so much longer you know like that's the other thing is like these three and outs and like not sustaining drives and things like that not even taking like risk to be aggressive on on this offensive drives like it's just like you are putting the defense back in a tough position and so it's just the entire thing has just been it's been kind of frustrating to watch um and, and, you know, like, like we said, this is also kind of the first year that they, they haven't had an NFL running back back there, you know, like mm-hmm. I love Jirel, Um, And it's been great, but he's, he's been struggling with injuries and stuff and they're young. I, was but say, like, I think he'd be, you know, healthy, like, he has a chance, Brees, but Brees Hall was home run hitter before that. You had David Montgomery, who was amazing and could do break a million tackles, do all this kind Kenny of Nwangu as a backup, Nwangu as a backup and, and a change of pace guy. You know, we had these guys that were, you know, we were able to hand the ball off to him, get it to them when we wanted to. And it's just like not having that element. The offense looks so lost because it's just like, how are we going to get these big plays touchdowns besides being perfect offensively on a drive? You know, besides picking mm-hmm. it up three to max 15 yards at a time, because like we don't we don't try and stretch the field. We don't try and, you know, like be aggressive and, and go after it. And it's like you, you ha- have to do this like. I, I hope I, I really hope, especially kind of what the season is like, you know, we're three and four. We are going to be lucky if we get bowl eligible. I'd rather us go for broke and be three and nine and at least be aggressive and try new things on offense. than like you said, be the definition of insanity and keep doing this bullshit offense. That's boring and conservative and 
isn't trying to like actually score points, you know? Let's also say it's not Iowa State really either. Like, I mean, if anything in the past, Iowa State was shitty and very fun to watch. It's like, this okay, is awful well, to watch. This is, yeah. <laughs> I have, I have, and I also I, have to watch my Colts on Sunday. So, like, do you really, I watch the Steelers personally? Bad offenses, craving good offense this season. I, We're not getting it. <laughs> I just want someone who's like exciting with the ball and like also a play. Like I want someone to call plays. Who's aggressive. Like it's, it's just, it's frustrating. It's, it has not been a fun fall of watching football for the most part. Yeah. So it, now I will say um, the de- like we've said this actually, the defense is looking very good. Um, and here's one thing that I like about Deckers, which is why I want to reiterate, lean into, you know, more risky plays with them. He is one of those guys, and this is very rare. This does not happen with many quarterbacks. When I played quarterback, I was not this way, okay? When he throws a pick, he doesn't really shut off. Like, he forgets about the picks that he throws. And that's really – that's, like, such an underrated quality in a quarterback. Um, like, he, I think he threw two picks against Iowa. I was saying if we have two turnovers from the quarterback position, you're done. That was one of the very rare circumstances where he had two turnovers, drove 99 yards, scored a touchdown for the win. Now, of course, we only scored 10 points that game, but like it shows that he doesn't really care if he throws a pick. And now he should always be conscientious of it and never try to throw a pick. Obviously, that's not what I'm saying, but he's not one of those guys where you have to, you know, coddle and say, okay, we got to make sure Deckers doesn't throw a pick because if he does, man, he's going to check out the rest of the game. No, that's not him. Like, He'll throw a pick and he'll step out there the next drive and he'll still sling it how he needs to. Um, I think he just needs to build up his confidence confidence by actually having, you know, routes like route concepts that work for him. Um, no, and obviously that makes sense for him. Yeah. Like and, and we're not shallow crosses three feet yeah, in front of him don't that. work. You know, like shallow cross has got to be done. Got to be done. He, you know, like he doesn't have as great of touch uh, as uh, you know, he's a lot of his stuff has great pace on it. You know, it's different. So let him work the sidelines, like let him work deep posts, shit like that. Like he had the most passing yards in Iowa high school football at like career and season, like Mm. take the fucking, like, you know, like training wheels off of him and just let him do it. What, What is there to lose at this point in the season? You know, and, like, and at this point we have, we have probably two more years of him. So at least like get him ingrained in something that he can grow into, you know, it, it's kind of like the Justin Fields versus Andy Dalton offense last year when you had, um, I'm blanking out a lot of ex head coaches names. Oh my gosh. Horrible um, head coach. Matt Who was Nagy. it? Thank you. Matt Nagy basically, first of all, ran the exact same offense that wasn't at all tailored to Justin Fields. Kind of like we're not doing here with Deckers. Um, but at the very least, what Chicago fans wanted to see was they at least wanted to see Justin go out there and at least try to do some things that an NFL offense should be doing. So that way he can at least grow into it. But Nagy wouldn't do that. He, you could tell that he was very like holding on to him. And, and like you said, he just had the training wheels on him, but take them off. He's going to need to take them off eventually. And I'd rather watch him, you know, at least go out there and make mistakes and at least watch some progress. than just watch us, you know, conserve him it's like no he's not even that type of quarterback that's what i'm just trying to say man we've been going off about this dude or you figure out if he's the guy for next year like that's the other thing by keeping these training wheels on you also limit yourself as like a staff and like your future a little bit of like okay so like heading into next season we 
do we redesign the offense or like, do we trust, you know, like, it's like, I don't know. I think this one's 100% on the coaching staff a little bit. They've known that Deckers is going to be the quarterback and like there hasn't been adjustments or changes. And like, you know, it's, we're not the only ones yelling this, you know, like I like cyclone Twitter during every game is like, this offense is so hard to watch. It is like, it's in Twitter is real life. As we know, Twitter is real life. You know, it's just (laughs) angry people screaming all the time. But it's like it it really is frustrating because like none of us are coaches. We're not saying that we're whatever better than these coaches or or, or anything, but like we can see that it's not working. Like like yeah. we've watched football at least, you know, like and and anyone could tell you that this offense is not functioning well and that something needs to be adjusted. And that's the part that's frustrating is the lack of adjustments because the you know, like Aside from, you know, the Ohio game, which it shouldn't even really count. I'm going to be just brutally honest because it's about like this offense has not looked good the entire year, you know, like has not really been that impressive. And so it's just kind of like, what's going on here, guys? Like Matt Campbell, you are supposed to be and, and have shown and proven to be one of the best coaches in the Big 12 you know your teams normally make adjustments you know we've seen slow starts to the year where this team turns it around figures it out and they out coach their opponents they're not doing that right now they're getting out coached because they're like no our offense is eventually going to click and it's like i don't think it is <laughs> you know like yeah hey guys you don't have Brees hall and david montgomery to just give the ball to 20 plus times and be like hey break some tackles do something with it they don't, they don't have that right now. You know, like they have X is the biggest playmaker, but every team knows that. And you still have to get the ball to X and design plays for him that work that way. And he's a bit more of a, a like a possession receiver than like a big play guy, you know, like, so it's just kind of like, I don't know. Not a coach. <laughs> I'm not a coach at the Dude. end of the day. I'm not a coach. This is, this is a fan just frustrated. And, and <laughs> that's exactly what I'm going to say. And it's just, it's, it's, well, that's, that's the purpose of this podcast is it's a fan perspective and we're not always right, but we're, We're you know, 99% right. We're we're almost always right. I I was right when I said that we were going to lose to Kansas state because it was the first game that I go to. And I would say always loses the first game that I attend in person. There's a, it's not an outside the lines episode unless there's new superstition sprinkled in. Well, there's a superstition that proved right once again. It's on like a four or five year trend since I've graduated. That first <laughs> game that I go to, every year we lose. Um, and that was an extremely frustrating game because we also lost only because of a broken play on the first fucking drive of the game. Other than that, like we all played Kansas State the entire time, besides settling the for defense. field goals every time we went yeah. to the red zone, too. It, like that's why I was no one should my- win a game off scoring 10 points. That should just be almost like a rule of thumb. No, and it was well, it was even frustrating from the stands because, like, that was the game after, you know, Jace had a rough um, kicking night against Kansas. And he, he kicked well against K-State. And people were, like, you know, like, happy because it was like, okay, we're getting reliable kicking. But all I was saying was, like, it's great, but you don't win football games just kicking field goals. You don't. No. You, no. you don't. You know, you can be all- Iowa that way. Maybe you beat Iowa that way, but not many Any, other teams. Anyone can be Iowa. I mean, at least we're not. <laughs> Even that we can. Fire. I mean, at least we're not that dumpster <laughs> fire over there. Um, 
Barons. I, I will say heel, like full heel at this point too. But oh um, my gosh, yeah, dude, we're not an Iowa podcast, so we're not. Even though I bring them up almost every week, um, we should talk some Oklahoma, dude. That was the most I think fired up we've both been in a while. I was this is supposed to be my off day for working out. I need to go blow off some steam after this, man. I'm gonna Damn. go for a run in. in... I haven't, I haven't been able to vent Iowa State. Like, I, I even didn't watch them against Texas because I went on vacation. And it was nice. But I still checked the box score, ch- checked Twitter a little bit, a, like, got the live actually, updates. I want to talk a little bit about Texas. I know you didn't watch it much. I'm just, I'm just going to throw this out here. First of all, I thought Quinn Ewers was going to be, like, the second coming of Jesus Christ and everything just because of how highly rated he was. Um, wow. Like, he's got a big arm. I can see that, but what else? Oh my gosh, dude. Like I, I this is kind of hard for me to talk about with you. Cause I know you didn't watch it. He missed. Oh my gosh. So many throws to open people too. Like Sark was getting his guys open and he just missed so many people. And the only thing I was thinking of during those six throws that he missed was this is supposed to be the greatest high school quarterback recruit of all time. And that's what he's doing. And again, I know he's young. Maybe he'll transition into it, but um, we don't have to talk about it. But I just, I want to throw that out there. Quinn Ewers, some people are high on him. I was, I think you got to throw that out. He is not, he's not going to turn into what we thought he might turn into. I mean, unless he has some Josh Allen accuracy, you know, type improvement, maybe, but I don't know. I, well, I think he's also uh, got, he's going to have Arch Manning. Um down his neck too he's gonna have to get better because i don't think arch is going to be um a flop but anyway we'll move on to some oklahoma prep um yeah i honestly like one of the first things watching just the highlights is damn kansas's defense is horrible cannot believe we scored as little as we did but hey it's the battle of the two lefties and dylan gabriel versus hunter deckers which means that the defensive backs in this game won't be able to catch shit for interceptions because, oh, man, the, the ball's spinning a weird way. I, I wasn't really planning on catching, you know, the ball that spins like that. I don't know. Or it could be the exact opposite because the defense plays against another quarterback who's left-handed in practice every single day. So, I don't know, maybe they'll actually catch everything. But usually that means lots of dropped interceptions. That's going to be my bold prediction here. Um Now, get this. Oklahoma had 96 plays versus Kansas 62 plays on offense. That is a staggering difference right there. That was like like an extra third. That's all last year. Yeah. (laughs) And we still would lose those games. I I can't believe, honestly, they only won by 10 points. I mean, their defense wasn't stopping Kansas, which um, also kind of goes on the next page. Dude, if you watch Oklahoma State's defensive line, it's not good. It's pretty bad. I don't know how great our offensive line is. I think it's better than it has been usually in the past. There is no, no, no excuse whatsoever that we don't run for 200 yards against these guys. And I, I'm, that sounds dramatic. I'm not even being dramatic. Every single big 12 team has ran for 200 yards with the exclusion of Kansas, which I think they ran for like 170 or something, something damn close. Um, and they also don't have, um, um Jalen Jalen Daniels J- is it Jalen Daniels anyway yeah, they're they starting quarterback Daniels. 
Yeah. Yeah. They didn't even have their starting quarterback who is a rushing threat anyway. So man, we got to control the line of scrimmage on offense against these guys. Got to run down their throat. I really hope Jairell is healthy. I think it's kind of up in the air whether or not he's playing, but if, if we get, you know, if we, if we control the run game against these guys and that's going to open up the pass game a lot easier, I don't know. There's no reason why we shouldn't be scoring any, and this is, I'm giving them a safety net here. There's no reason we shouldn't be scoring any less than 24 points. I think we should be scoring way more. Wow. 24. Wow. But but check this out. (laughs) I know that's, what's ridiculous. Like against big 12 opponents, We've scored. That would be okay. our season high. That would be our season nope. high in Big Twelve. We scored play. twenty-four against Baylor. I, I take know that it'd be back. it'd be tied. It'd be tied for a season high in Big Twelve play. There's no reason why we shouldn't just put up points against these guys. Their defense is not that great. They let so many people like get open. If you watch that Kansas game, um, and again on Kansas's defense, it was the exact same thing. Where it was basically like both offenses were playing the exact same way against the exact same defense. Like there were so many open routes. It was almost like hard to watch in a way. And I'm an offensive guy. I love watching offensive shootouts, but it was like, Holy shit. There are so many broken covered plays on the, like in this game that I almost hate to watch this because it's it's like, people don't even have to make that spectacular of a play in order to score like a 60 yard touchdown. So we should open up the pass game, control the line of scrimmage, run down their throat. Um, I mean, really the only way I see us losing this game is if, their offense just goes off with, with Dylan Gabriel. I think he's a really effective thrower of the football. I'm not going to count him out at all. And they have proven that they can score a lot of points. So I think our defense is really going to have to show up, but more than anything, our offense has no excuse this weekend. Like we, we got to show up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope that, you know, with the bye week and stuff that maybe they're, you know, Made some adjustments, things like that. I I, I don't know. I, I, at this point, I'm not terribly optimistic because it's just it's hard. And the last thing I want to do is like come in with some higher expectations or, or thoughts and be let down because this team, you know, like we said, it's it's just been really frustrating to watch them play this year. You know, for for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. this 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 defense has been great. It's kept them in every single game. And it's been the same things that have been killing us. You know, special teams has been killing us too. Like that that's the other thing that's just like I, I don't know. Like dude, John just, Bonamago needs to be arrested for impersonating a special dude, teams coordinator. That, that was what the other thing. Been, that, oh my okay. gosh. That lead that bridges perfectly into you know Campbell's press conference this week. They asked him about, you know, the special teams and, and bringing in someone, and he said uh, Coach Bono's done some really, really great things. Um, Dude, we might be fundamentals. Worse this and then, year last year. And then he even followed up on it, and he said, I think that's how we've been able to find great success with it in our past. And he talks, like Campbell said, special teams is one of those things where you want all your coaches involved. I feel like it's not. I, you know, like I feel like it's it's one of those all the cooks in the kitchen and you can't, you can't cook something good. You know, yeah. it's like... No, it's too important of a thing because like if you are a running back coach and you're also worrying about special teams, you're going to prioritize the running back shit first. And it's no different than a job, like whatever, any sort of job. You're going to prioritize your first things. And then on the side, if you have time for that thing, then you'll whatever. It's like get a special teams person who just fucking does special teams and allocate time to it. You guys have seen how much it's like impacted the team. 
and how hard it's been or like how we've had to overcome things because of poor special teams stuff. And it's just like, it goes back to the insanity thing. It's like, love you, Matt. Like I really do, but it's like, come on, man. Like you can't bury your head in the sand on this one. Like, like, I feel like that's kind of what it is. It's like, you know, and even to say like, there was someone on Twitter and I was trying to find the tweet, but they said they had like Iowa state special teams ranked based on like some efficiency metric. And the first year that Matt Campbell was here, we were like sixth or something. And from there, every single year it's gotten progressively worse. It was like in the sixties. And then this year it's like in the one twenties or something. And like, he's saying like, we've been able to have great success with it. It's like, it's gotten worse since you've been here. That's why the person was like quoting it. I'm like, your special teams is legitimately like statistically been more of a, a detriment to your team over the years because of it. And it's just like, so like, I, I don't know. It's kind of frustrating because like, you don't, I think that's something that you don't want to hear. And I know Campbell's like a really positive guy. He's always like, yeah, mm-hmm. like, you know, trying to always be on the bright side of things. Like, you know, I'm proud of how they play and stuff like that. But at some point you have to also say like, this isn't hitting what we expected or this, we understand that we're not doing what was anticipated of this team because like, you know, it kind of goes into last year too. That team was expected to be a lot better than, than what happened. And they lost a lot of frustrating close games. And we're seeing that again with this same team losing frustrating close games. And some of them are special teams mistakes and things like that, that it's like, okay, guys, like. It's basically like we're being asked to win each game by about 14 points because we almost know that something's going to happen and gift them an extra touchdown from a special teams blunder, sometimes even twice a game. And it's, you know, people say that it's 33% offense, 33% defense, 33% special teams. Now that's not quite true on the statistical end of things, but it is a huge portion of play. I know it's not usually what everyone focuses on the most, but geez, when it's literally, like you said, deterring us from winning week in and week out, it's in, and again, we've lost what by 14 points or combined by the last, you know, four games. And so, yeah, like those blunders actually are the determining factor in in a lot of these games. Um, I do just want to give a quick shout out to Eric Gray running back for Oklahoma. That guy's a beast. Um, I think he's going to be a huge issue for us. Honestly, his vision is incredible. He can cut on a dime. Um, I don't know. I, I think he, if they get him going, it's going to be really tough to stop their offense um, especially with Dylan Gabriel playing and Dylan Gabriel don't, don't knock his running either. Like he's, he's a very effective runner and he's a great thrower of the football, um, especially with Marvin Mims as a downfield threat. I, I don't know. Like I, I would be shocked if this isn't a shootout. Um, if it's not a shootout, then we're probably getting blown out. Cause I don't see us stopping um, Oklahoma, you know, by a ton more than maybe what we've seen from them. I mean, Texas held them to zero points, but Dylan wasn't starting. They had five different people throw a, a pass. So they didn't have their actual passing game. And if you don't have a passing threat against, you know, a big 12 opponent, then it's hard to kind of establish that run threat as well. So I'm not really taking too much from the Texas game, um, but I don't know. I, I think our defense is debatably the best in the big 12, which is why I kind of feel horrible for him. Kind of. I hate how similar we are to Iowa. Iowa's defense is so good, but their offense is trash. Now we're not as dramatic as that. Our offense is way better than Iowa's and our defense isn't quite as good as theirs. But at the same time, like 
it is hard to see that our defense just works their ass off every game um, just to see like the offense, you know, not, not quite pulling the weight that you want them to see, but um, yeah, we, that's it's gotta be too. a shootout. That's how we got to like, it. Like, but that's, we don't win a game if it's a shootout. <laughs> Absolutely not. Eh, like, in the past, we definitely do. There's plenty of Oklahoma state games that were shootouts that we would come up on top for. I, I think we're, in the past, we absolutely do this win. Team, just not this year. We're we're going to win by. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't want to shoot out in this. I like. I think our, it, I think it's gonna be. No fucking way. I don't. I don't <laughs> think we score over twenty points. Oh no, no! Oklahoma's defense is too bad for us to not. Kansas's score over defense points. is terrible, and we scored eleven points against them. Oh, you know what? Let, let's do. Let's do. Um. Let's do score predictions. Put our money where our <laughs> mouth is because we're going to be different. We're going to be different on this. All right. I think we're going to score 27, and I think we're going to hold them to 31. I had, I had 31 for Oklahoma. I have us at 17. Ooh, so I got 10 more points. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be a tough game to pull out the win for. Um, I, I don't know. It's just it's hard to watch how Iowa State has been playing, and, and we're weirdly not the best out of a bye week. And Campbell has addressed that before as well. But the thing that kind of sucks is Oklahoma's coming off a of bye week too. So it's like that bye week essentially kind of cancels out as far as the rest that you're going to get there and, and having that advantage over the other team. Um, but I don't know. Um, anything else in Oklahoma before we move on? Um. No, no, nice. it's just, it, it, it was just going to be more ranting and I've just ranted <laughs> enough. I, I'm going to resist. <laughs> we both ranted a lot today. Um, okay. So are you, are you prepared right now? Cause we're going to, we're going to tackle a huge topic here. Um, all right, let's hear it. First of all, we're going to look past Oklahoma. Everyone's always like, Oh, don't look past the current competition. Well, oh, we're not yeah, the players. Yeah. We're not the players. We're not the coaches. We're fans. We can easily look past into the next week. So um, on that topic, prepare yourself right now. We are absolutely going to be TCU, es- yeah. especially if we lose to Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, West Virginia. If we lose all the rest of our games and play TCU last, that is actually our destiny. We are winning that game. <laughs> I, th- I texted you that. Um, and, it, and it sucks well, that we both agree. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, hot take, this team looks awful, but we're for sure <laughs> beating TCU. Because That's literally such be, an Iowa State it would thing just be the most I, Yeah, be the most Iowa State fucking thing to do is, like, <laughs> is that bullshit. Um, yeah, no, we're, we are beating TCU. I, uh, we said Absolutely. it in our, in our preseason preview. We said it. We've TCU been totally, totally correct in all of our takes in that one, too. So... Um, you know, we also uh, didn't, didn't we kill them last year? I know we killed K-State. It's a purple team. We did. It was, it was senior night with them and we spanked them. Oh gosh. Yeah. And Jirel house call, um, Brees ran for, I think two touchdowns. Yeah. That was, uh, that wasn't even close. I don't know, man. It's literally our destiny. It's in TCU though, in their home stadium, which is just even more delicious. I don't know. I've always said Max Duggan's good. You've heard me say this in the past, even when TCU has been bad. I've always been big on Max Duggan. He's a you, playmaker. I loved Max Duggan. The only thing is he holds the ball a little too long. Sometimes I don't think he throws with anticipation, but that's really hard. I mean, I not many quarterbacks are great I don't at think that. we can complain about any other team's offense. So we, we hey. that's like, yeah, no. <laughs> 
it's also, like a short um, short person calling someone tall and then short somehow like you're well you're kind of <laughs> short too it's like well <laughs> you're really short dude it's like me calling you short even though i'm like what an inch taller maybe <laughs> i don't that know was, that was that was a fun little jab yeah you were you were just trying to get a confidence yeah boost in here <laughs> um another texas team did you see um coach sark had to apologize to Texas fans for not singing the eyes of Texas after their loss to Okie State. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna get fired for that one. The boosters won't like that <laughs> one. It's so funny. Dude, the entire apology was just cringe because you could tell that he didn't really care, but he was putting on the bravest face and the most serious tone he could to just try and deliver it in the most sincere way. He's like, guys, I am so 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 sorry. I didn't sing in the eyes of Texas after our loss to a really good team it's like i i don't know man i don't know i mean iowa state fans we, we can be a little crazy too sometimes but that's like that's kind of like next level um cringe i would say yeah yeah i would not like i i i'm always like i don't understand why certain coaches would want to go to certain programs and just deal with all the booster bullshit and like texas is definitely one of those where it's like you have to be like a politician and a football coach and i would just like if i'm the football coach and i'm like success would be successful enough to get that i'd be like everyone shut the fuck up i'm gonna do this my way if you want us to win Mm -hmm. i'm not getting in your little shit like whatever leave me alone <laughs> and, and obviously that wouldn't go well so but like it's just like having to deal and balance and juggle all that shit as well as like recruit and coach and scout and do all the shit it just does not sound enjoyable at all so no not at all um sticking on texas though a lot of iowa state twitter got mad because after iowa state lost to texas tyrese hunter tweeted taking care of business you know um, so people are like, screw that guy. He's such a bad person. I'm like, he's with Texas now. Like, of course he's going to root extra hard for his current girlfriend to beat up on his ex-girlfriend. Like, I don't know. Like, chill out. Who cares? It's, it's sports. It's competition. People, especially who are playing this sports, are going to be more passionate about it than us. And, yeah, they're probably going to be a little petty toward their ex-girlfriend. So I don't like that Tyrese Hunter said that, I guess. Like, but at the same time, why wouldn't he? I mean, that's ultimate bragging rights over your ex-girlfriend. So I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah, it's I don't know. Some of the Tyree stuff I've been fine, like piling on. Like there's a quote came out where he said like NIL had nothing to do with him going to Texas. And everyone <laughs> yeah, that was, was like, bullshit. dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah, that was um, that and was, that was one shit. where I was like, all right, I want to be like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like you're not like and someone even proved like he's like I went for development, and then like one of my favorite tweets is someone was like, oh, so developing like seven or eight people who are on NBA rosters and like three or four who start over the last like five years <laughs> is not a good indictment of a program. Like, whoops, <laughs> you know, like I don't know. So, but it is kind of like one of those things of like, yeah, obviously, like he's going to cheer, he's going to cheer for Texas and all this shit because they paid him X amount of money to go and do that. If anyone paid me one million dollars a year. And I was also playing for them. I would root for them as well. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. And like, he also know, like, you know, I think, I think there's a thing that goes with it too of like, he, you know, he probably has a little fun with it. It's, it's kind of probably fun to like. Oh, definitely. You know, just, just be a little weasel and, and like, and then plus it's like, you know, it's always, 
I don't know. It's it, what is it? It's like it's like a Michael Jordan quote of like you know it's always easy to talk when you're up. You know it's like oh yeah. Uh, they're just about like trash talkers and stuff like that. It's like anyone can talk when they're winning. Like, I don't know. So it's like, why, why, why was he tweeting that before the football game? You know, like things like that. Or it's like, you know, I don't know. Like we, we shit talk all the time. Like we, we, we shit talk every week. shit talk. Yeah. And, and, and we're, then, like, we've people, lost people come straight. We're still shit yeah. talking. Yeah. Dude, our own fans are saying, you guys got to stop jinxing us. Like stop talking shit before a game has occurred. Like, dude, we're a social media account. Like, I mean, come on. Are we just not supposed to talk? You know? Yeah. Like, like, like okay. Like, well, we suck. So we're not excited for this game and we're going to yeah. leave. It's like, no. Like, like I mean, what? Do you want me we, to post about how Oklahoma is just such a great program and how they're not ap- ap- at all going down the shitter? Dude, yeah. first of all, entering the SEC, they are a train wreck. Ever since Lincoln Riley left, oh my gosh, he's been standing and dancing on Oklahoma's grave. Uh, man, it's. It's been a tough go for Oklahoma. Dare I say I feel bad for them? Absolutely I don't. Not. I don't. I will never, ever, 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 ever feel bad for Oklahoma or Texas in my life. Ever. No. Ever. Especially because they've like, that's like watching a billionaire all of a sudden like lose, you know, half a million dollars. Yeah. And he's like, oh my gosh. Like our st- so it's like, money. yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like, oh, okay. You lost so much money. Like, piss off. Dude. It's like when those articles. How about you give it to out, me? Those articles <laughs> come out. It's like, Elon Musk Tesla shares drop by X amount, loses one trillion dollar or one billion dollars in a year. It's like, okay, who gives a fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, it's like what, he knows that that doesn't affect his life either. He's like, my four hundred one k is like a splinter. He just made as much money as I <laughs> have in my life in one second. Fuck off! <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, dude, I I love like just I don't know, man. I don't know. I I love watching collegiate fans get riled up because that's me like it's incredibly relatable um moving on to the nfl though Brees hall who's i'm at this isn't even a bias here he was on pace to be the offensive rookie of the year without he, he was, was the playing. best running back in the nfl yeah. i like i yeah. don't say i wasn't not tw- like i think we I, I actually i think we might be jinxes now I, we've jinxed we, a lot we, this year like, I, we I, have. I we gotta got acknowledge that i i i jinxed Brees hall i i tweeted the best running back in the NFL. I declared him the best running back in the NFL. The next drive, he tears his ACL. Yeah. I'm, we're jinxes. That's just yeah. what it is. He might not come on the podcast after that. He's like, you guys, you are the reason. I was going to make you. a comment, but I think I, I, it was kind of inappropriate. I was going to say he, he'll have time now, but. um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll ask him. I'll ask him and see what he says. Hey, Breeze. You see yeah. that there might be an opening in your schedule. Like, <laughs> I mean, he them? listens to every episode, so he'll probably just hear this part and be like, oh, shit. Yeah. I like him, leave. Jamie Pollard, Brock Purdy. Yeah. All these people listen to every episode. Matt Campbell's an Mac- avid listener. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. He's like, I need to get insight hey, from these guys. Matt, fire fire Tom Manning. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a Jamie Pollard uh, question. Uh, also, Al Mazard hurt his shoulder. I don't think that's quite as serious, but – like deterred him from going in on the, the last drive that maybe they could have made some magic happen, which honestly, Al Lazard is a big difference. I mean, I don't necessarily, I, I don't necessarily love their wide receiver core as like a, a unit, but oh, they, they are their booty when he's not on the field, like they're yes. nothing. Um, and it showed like Rogers couldn't throw to anyone. Uh, Dave Montgomery is still a beast as always. And at Matt Eberflus is actually figuring out how to kind of run that offense with him and Justin Fields. So I don't know. Cyclones in the NFL 
it's it's looking good. Un- unfortunately for Brees, it got a really really tough break, especially from a guy who's usually pretty durable. But um, hey, you know it happens. He's gonna come back better than ever. Like he actually will. Better ACL than like Achilles. Um, you know, ACL injuries have we they've at least shown that for the most part they've been a lot better to recover from, and a lot of people have come back and Dude, done well and. Just- and- Brees is a beast. like a bionic yeah. ACL. Like they're just like, hey, just come back half robot and I'll just give him my stunt ACL. on him. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I don't need my ACL. No. It just probably no. isn't as good as his. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They put it in the ACL and he just like falls over. He's like, oh shit, this is this is worse than his torn. <laughs> yeah, he's like, just give me my torn one, damn it. <laughs> give me the torn one. At least it was stable. Had some muscle oh my in gosh. it. Um, um, do we want to address that? I'm actually starting to get a little afraid of, I, I'm not, okay, what do you say? I'm not superstitious. I'm a little stitious. Um, I'm a little concerned about Matt Campbell in Nebraska. Like I, I was so against it when the rumors were coming out and now I'm watching a little bit more of it. And like you said, his press conferences are like, they're not bad. They're just, there's something that feels a little off. Like maybe he's disconnected from the fan base. I don't know. There's something that feels a little off and for the longest time, I was just giving a middle finger to all of these Nebraska fans in my life. And then I just kind of started to realize I still don't think it's going to happen, but I think there's a little bit more legitimacy than I initially thought. And I hate that that's even up for debate. Yeah. And the thing is, is that at the end of the day, we're still Iowa state and we can't forget that. Um. Exactly. Oh no. Like we can never lose sight of the fact that Matt Campbell is as good as we're ever going to get. Like, yeah we have to propose to him right now you know like don't ever leave me swear on the bible in front of a crowd of witnesses that you won't ever back out of this deal we need to propose to this dude you know it hasn't been something that i've thought about too much um to be honest but it, it definitely is a little i don't know like it is worrisome because of just how maybe the season's played out and things like that that you just never fucking know. <laughs> I guess that's the best way to put it. Is like, I thought Fred Hoiberg was gonna say for a long fucking time. Yeah. And like, oh no, Fred actually hates it here. <laughs> like, and it's like, oh shit. Okay. Um, the only cool. thing that wouldn't make sense though is why take Nebraska? They have more money, a little bit better facilities, but their their facilities, like we've invested so 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 much into our football program since since like Campbell stepped in and shit like that like yeah you know, the big tens a much more stable conference and money and revenue generating that's going to have over time versus the the big 12 um, it is but also i mean dude was offered the head coaching job for the detroit lions i mean i would imagine he would probably NFL's take that before that. no it is different but I like, think NFL a, a lot of college better. coaches don't work now a lot of college coaches don't work in nfl because there's like it's it's when you get to the NFL and like the NBA and stuff like that, a lot of it is just being able to manage personalities because these people are adults. Like these are yeah. grown ass men that sometimes might be older than you in the case of your Sean McVay. So you have to get like these people to True. listen to you as an adult. College is different because it still has that class school setting a little bit of like, but you're I'm never in charge. Off the clock. You're and always I'm, in the off season. You're always scouting. You're like, always on the clock in, in any football. Like if you want to be the best coach, you're always on the clock, you know? Okay. I don't I mean, think I, Bill Belichick probably takes maybe one day off a year to like go I to just Cape think, Cod and like sleep maybe. a little bit extra and eat some lobster. And then he's, he's also act, psycho. 
in watching film, but he's the best. That's what we're saying. Like, if you want to be good NFL coach, you're yeah, just who like, cares? just get me to the playoffs once every two years. And you well, know, you're a your Colts job. fan. So that's like, that's, ex- you know, your expectations now since Peyton's been gone. That that's also like, oh, very, yeah. that's a very, I just, I just like to get, I like to get too. to the playoffs and then lose the first round every year in disappointing fashion. Like after building a lead against some team and then losing the divisional and then we don't do anything uh, to improve our team. We just get a bridge quarterback every year. That's way too old. And Hey, I never said I like how we do and, things. And never said that we like, I, I, I was just, that. I was just, you know, like giving people the perspective of being a Colts fan and, and how that, you know, you're, you're happy with, you know, Sam Ellinger horns up, hey, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be, dude, I'm going to be slinging horns up every Sunday for the rest of the year. Oh man. Um, no, I don't know. I just wanted to say, I, I am for like one of the first times ever actually starting to get a little nervous about Campbell. Um, but hopefully I'm wrong. I I'm leaning more toward the edge that, I don't think he's going to depart ways, but um, we'll see. I, th- I think he likes to set up at Iowa State still a little too much. I, think I, he I, I honestly think that's what it is. I do think that our annoying ass fan base could potentially do something about that too, though. Oh, yeah. Because and we've been pretty annoying this year. We're kind of been whiners. I'm in the boat of whining. Oh, yeah. Um, we're, we're both in the boat. So we're happily taking some of the blame. But, like, you know, let's fan. And also... We the care. fact that's, that we said why. he's probably not going to leave <laughs> means he's probably right. out yeah. of here. Oh, that's yeah. actually the, that's that's the most important part. Is like we've actually yeah. gotten like this like sense of commitment from something, and we're like actually feeling a little bit confident in it. And then that's when the heartbreak occurs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, wow. this is what this has been a great episode. Great you know, episode. for the first one back in five weeks, I think this is our best one yet. <laughs> yeah, this is by far the best episode that we've put in the month of October. Yeah, 2022. <laughs> this is this is Brock Well, no, it's out. It's outside. We'll work on the branding of that. You know, we'll work on it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Figure out something. Okay. All right. Well, if you made it this far, thank you. Um, head on over to Iowa Chill's website. By the way, um, they have a lot of great apparel out there. Um, give them a follow on social media. There are boys. And of course, head on over to BNC Fieldhouse for the best drink deals on Welch Avenue and best place to watch a big game and all that good stuff. Um, and yeah, we are going to try and get back in the swing of things weekly. I uh, just had honeymoon, weddings, a bunch of them. Scheduling conflict has been uh, a big issue. And I, I know there have been some health conflicts that have you know, been preventing some of our episodes from going out there. So don't, don't bag on us too hard. We've been doing our best. But we will have some returning guests in the next couple of weeks here. Um, that is if EJ Bibbs doesn't bail on us again. Right, Newt? Yeah, come on, EJ. Come on, EJ. Um, but yeah, and, and then some others. That I'm not going to divulge the name right now. But we do have some guests that will be doing some previews with us. Um, so stick, stick with us. Okay, we got some good stuff coming. Probably not better and, than this episode. This is our best one. Yeah, best episode. And, and we have... Um, uh, Sweet 16 Iowa State basketball resuming soon. Aren't we excited for that? Holy shit, yeah. Yeah, Virginia, isn't that like our first game? <laughs> or no, that's... um. We play IUPUI, our first game. Sure, yeah. No, we do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't... I don't know what that even stands for. Is that I think Indiana, Indiana University, University for... Pennsylvania University. No. Yeah. Why is there two different states in... 
one college. It, it's weird, dude. I live in Pennsylvania, so I see that shit all the time. But there's like, there's like the, it's like the, it's Indiana University. Wow, what the fuck? I'm looking it up. But there's like, there's like an, uh, Indiana, like, uh, Indiana, Pennsylvania that there's like a universe. Like, it's weird. It's weird. Okay. Uh, well, I, my money's on IUPU. Oh, IUPUI is Indiana University, Purdue University, Indianapolis. That's wild. See, I I, I said Purdue. I was right. You were right. right. You were right. Okay. Well, again, you made it this far. We love you. Um, And as always, roll clones. Roll clones, baby.